Welcome to another NRL.com season preview podcast. Chris Kennedy and Jamie Sowart are with you to talk everything Sydney Roosters heading into the 21 season. Sowie, thank you for being here. Thanks, mate. I am very, very coy on the Roosters. I think this has got the makings of a three and four championship sort of run. Um, you sit in preview teams and I'm sure you've done stats and numbers and all this kind of stuff, but, you know, Tedesco, Geary, Morris's, Tupos, Suwali. Like, it's a fair old squad they're going to roll out for round one. And I think this team, after not making grand final for the first time in three years, um, they might recharge and just re- reboot. Yeah, a few fresh faces into the, the team. A couple of young halves in there to support Luke Keary, Victor Radley and Sam Beryl's back from ACL injuries. One of the best coaches in the game. It's, um, yeah, they, they could be very good again this year. Well, it seems ominous. So you, once you bring back Verrills, you know, that Jake Friend can go to 13, Verrills running. Like, they really missed him last year. Victor Radley, they missed him being the link man. Interesting to read that Luke Keary's moved into seven. Yeah. And, and potentially Walker or Lamb. I think Lamb's going to start at six. Like, yes, it is a number on your back, but it's also a bit of a meaning and an ownership of the team being that number seven. I think that it's it's a, it's an astute move by Trent Robinson to give that responsibility to Kiri and let him be first receiver a lot more because I think that the Roosters look a lot better, obviously, when Cronk was organising and Kiri was at the back. But at times last year, I felt like, when they went left to right and Kiri was second and Flanagan was first or Liam was first receiver, it just wasn't as smooth as what it was in the past. When they went left to right and Flanagan was at second receiver, it was almost like everyone knew what Kiri was going to do. So they gave him time, which gave space on the edge, if that makes sense. Yeah, Kiri certainly someone who could handle it. There's some very good sixes in the comp who I don't think you'd ever put at seven. Someone like a Jack Whiten or a, even a Cameron Munster, yeah. I don't really see as a halfback. But Kiri, you know, his performance in that grand final when Cooper Cronk was injured, as amazing as what Cooper Cronk did just to be out there and guide the team around, Kiri really owned that that game, basically playing as a, as a halfback. And he's had some big games basically operating as a seven or, or officially as a seven and, and someone who I think at this stage of his development just has all the tools that are needed to, to make that move into being a game managing halfback. I think he wins the M this year. That's how, that's how highly I rate Luke Keary. Yeah. And after origin, I still thought that he and Cleary were the perfect match. Um, I think that he's got a little bit of a point to prove and Trent Robinson getting him, making sure his hands are first on the ball is, is a really good move. What about his his partner? I was out at Roosters this week. I spoke to Kiri. I spoke to Lachlan Lamb. I spoke to, to Sam Walker. It very much looks like Kiri seven and Lamb six to start the year. Walker, bearing in mind he's a teenager who hasn't played a game of footy in a year and a half, thanks to COVID shutting down the, the lower grades. I think Walker just needs some, some time in cup just to sort of get used to playing against the big boys, whereas Lamb, before he was injured, was playing and I was playing hooker. He's making a lot of tackles. So I think he's probably just ready to, to go and hit the ground running. And he's been in the system for a lot longer as well. He's been yeah. playing against men you know, in that Canterbury Cup, New South Wales uh, competition, now called the knock-on effect, um, New South Wales Cup. So I think that he's more prepared to go into that NRL rigours of week in, week out. And you may see, yeah, I think this will be a revolving you know, rotation policy sort of thing where you'll see Walker maybe in for a couple of weeks and if Lamb looks a little bit tired or he's not probably performing up to the standards, we've seen Trent Robinson not afraid to make the big calls and, and change that. But 
you know, when you've got Tedesco, Kiri and friend there, it, it's easy to, to make a little subtle change like that. You know, some of these teams, you know, that are outside that, you know, would be wishing that they had Luke Kiri or even Tedesco, just someone there that they can keep there to be able to put everyone in place. So um, I think you'll find Trent Robinson will, will use both those guys throughout the year. Yeah, and they've sort of got options with so many big minute forwards. They could play Sam Walker off the bench and then swap mid-game and and give Lachlan Lamb a rest and give Sam Walker 20 minutes or whatever it is, or use Lamb as the utility as the season goes on. Verrills is going to be your 14. I don't think they'll have Walker and Verrills on the bench much or if not, not as the strategy to for the best for the team but just for a couple of weeks to get walker into well, the you might system. find beryl's friend might have a couple of weeks off well yeah that too yeah friend has unfortunately been injury prone and yeah they may find that beryl's just needs some more game time and it's just yeah he's worked his way back from an acl that he just needs to get five or six games under his belt and walker comes on and earns his stripes in the middle or lamb goes into the middle so i'm sure that trent robinson will play around they'll have a heavy origin um contingent again so it'll be interesting to see how he manages that what do you reckon about the edge forward situation? Last year, it was Boyd Corner and Mitch Orbison, the, the first choice. Angus Crichton was being forced to play a bit of middle, a bit of lock, um, and not necessarily in his preferred edge role. Orbison retired, club's most uh, capped ever player, Boyd Corner, sitting out the, the first 12 weeks after their head knock in origin. So Crichton now, very much the main guy on one edge, and it's going to be someone like, we think, maybe a Sidili Tupanua or, or one of the young guys on, on the other edge. How, how does that change the, the balance of the team? Satili Tupanua will be one edge until Cordner comes back. And Angus Crichton probably finished the, the year last year in the top three in, in back rows in the world. <laughs> like he was on fire, playing through the middle, footwork, offload, defense. And, you know, I made a point on, on one of the other teams that some, I think it was Manly, sometimes as a bench player, you know, you're really suited to that role. And sometimes you, as a starter, you really suit. And I, I think Gordon, uh, sorry, Crichton's a starter. So yeah. he would have found himself yeah, you know, t- at times really struggling to come on and, and play in the middle. But I love Angus, Angus Crichton. I absolutely mm. love the way that he plays the game. I think that he's got a real nice feel for it. If he could just get his bit of tempo and his passing, he'll be the best back row in the world. He's got everything, doesn't he? He's got the step. He's got the offload. He can bust 10 tackles a game. He runs absolutely savage lines. He um, yeah. makes life really hard for, for opposition defences. And then he, he can crunch when, when he's doing the, the tackling as well. He's um, he's the full kit as, a, as an edge back rower. 100%. And he looks good this year too. I love the goatee. I love the uh, the mullet, everything about Angus Crichton. I'm all in on Angus Crichton. Mm. See, Dave, I cannot wrap him up anymore on the Roosters NRL <laughs> podcast. I'm all in on Angus Crichton. He was outstanding in the trial as well. He, he put Sam Walker over for that nice try in the second half. He was in, in everything, tackle busting and offloading. The the goat he's gone, unfortunately. He's another guy I talked to out at uh, out of their media up during the week. He's got it. He's trimmed it down really short. I was liking the the three musketeers sort of look he had going on with the the, the top knot and the big goatee. But I said on Monday on uh, NRL on inside the NRL, it was like Lord Farquaad <laughs> from Shrek, and I say that. With all due respect, Angus, please don't beat me up. But um, one, one point about the Roosters this year is the, the Sawali talking point, right? How do they get him into the side? Well, you got Morris, you got Joey Manu. I think Joey Manu this year is in for a massive year. I thought he was a little bit down last year on yep. ways that he got the ball. And he probably didn't, I don't know if he didn't like defending with Kyle Flanagan. That's probably too harsh, but they just didn't look on the same page. There was a lot of, 
Flanagan staying on one player and not making both reads and then Manu jamming in and Brett Morris tried had to save it all. Like it just looked disconnected on that right edge. Mm-hmm. So I think this year he's got lock on lamb there, potentially a lot smoother for for Joey Manu to be able to to be the Joey Manu of the best center in the game. Um and that's no disrespect to any of those other guys. I just think last year he'd been connected with Cooper Cronk for two years, two premierships. Last year they didn't see the, the Joey Marnie that we know how good he is. What do you make of Suala? There's been so many column inches spent on whether or not he should be allowed to debut at the age of 17. The question for me is, do the Roosters even need him to? When you've got Joe Manu <laughs> and J-Moz in the centres, you've got you know, B-Moz and Toops on the, the wings, like he's still going to have to force his way into that team. I don't, like No matter how good he is as a 17-year-old, there's, there's a good backline there that he's going to have to force his way into. And that's what you got to remind everyone. Yeah, <laughs> he's, Trent Robinson knows that he's talented. Body-wise, he's, he's big. Uh, he's got his head screwed on his shoulders, but where do you put him in? You got guys there that have won championships, played test footy, played origin footy, know what it's about week after week. I'm sure he'll be building pressure. I'm sure he'll get a run throughout the year, but he's not starting round one. He's not starting round two. You know, it might yeah. be around six or seven that we see him potentially through origin. We might see him at fullback. Um, if Tedesco, I think that's going to be, if the Roosters are to win it this year, CK, how they manage origin is going to be crucial because they'll have Crichton, they'll have Tedesco. Now, Tedesco needs to be fit and fine for the Roosters to win it, right? I I think that he may be rested through that origin period and just play origin, not not the round games. I mean, you've, we've seen how good Joey Manu is at fullback as well when he, he gets the chance. That's so, where we might uh, see Suwali is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you might... Rather than yeah. go, hey, Joey, play fullback one week and then go back to the centres when Teddy's back. Just stay in the centres. Keep those defensive patterns right. Because everyone forgets about the Roosters. They led Penrith 10-0. <laughs> like, they should have gone on with that job. They're one set away, Penrith, yeah. from conceding 16-0. And then they almost pull it out again, the Roosters at the end, mm. to win the game. Like, they aren't – they're not out of the championship picture last year. They just ran out of legs and ran out of petrol. But – they're right back in it now. They're, yeah. they're, they're in the top three teams. Yeah. Question for you as a man who's knocked over one or two conversions in his uh, in his time, losing Kyle Flanagan, it sounds like Siwa Taukiaho is the, the number one guy for them. He's not going to play 80 minutes. It's then down to, we're thinking Tedesco. Um, the, the shots I've seen him take haven't been all that convincing. Kyle Flanagan leaving the club and now having to sort of recalibrate that between whoever's left. Is that going to hurt them a little bit? It will. I'll be interested to see how that unfolds. I think that um, they've, I know they've been working hard, um, talking to a few people that uh, insiders there that work there. But yeah, so Siwa Tokiaho probably, yeah, he's, he's a good kicker. He's not a great kicker. Um, and sometimes as a kicker to CK, you can be playing a game and you see Adam Reynolds slot one from the sideline in a big game at 6 0, then you score at 6 4. It's playing on your mind. Yeah. You want to go up in sixes. You want to be six all. So um, I think that they'll have some options there. I know Lamb can kick a little bit as well. Um, so you may find that. But knowing the Roosters, Teddy will probably kick 83% all year. Is that good? He can do anything. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, they've got, they brought Kieran over, Adam Kieran, who's a great kicker. But He's, how does he find his he, way into the? He could be your 14. Yeah, he could. He and could it's... be your 14 and potentially... Um, he may end up being the number six. Yeah, well, I mean, he's, he's putting himself in the mix. 
All right, uh, prediction time. It sounds like you're bullish on the Roosters. Where do you see them landing? I'm not, yeah, third. Third? Third. Third, and I've got them in a prelim final to, to play the team across the road, maybe, in the big one. I can see that happening. That is the Roosters on NRL.com. Jamie Soward, thank you for joining us. Cock-a-doodle-doo.